Tyler. I'm Brevin. And this is Computable. All right, Brevin. So in the past couple of weeks, I have, well, <laughs> as I mentioned, it's been three weeks, not two, yada, yada. Listen to the um, Beginner's Guide Jazz Punk Kind Words episode. Sorry, I was remembering them as I said them to find out why I'm saying that. But I completed this game within a lot of two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's not really a spoiler that I beat it. I think I even told you that. Um, yeah 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 but yeah so remember we had the thing where i got to the to the disarming the bomb sequence and i was like oh i'm i don't think i'm gonna make it but i'm just gonna try and i'll reload anyway turns out if you fail that mission in particular then the game's over you gotta restart the whole game i told my friends about that yeah and they all thought it was like (laughs) that's such a bad experience for someone (laughs) like no one should have to go through that thinking they're so close but yet getting put all the way back to the beginning this seems to be a common occurrence for me i feel like where you give me a game <laughs> that you don't consider like the ramifications of playing it without knowing things that's fine you know what i enjoyed it anyway which is i'm glad i'm very happy even playing it through the second time i felt more comfortable to just like chill out and l- listen to a podcast or something mm-hmm. and um just just like play the game and fo- like not I was like skipping the cutscenes that I had already seen. Yeah, yeah, I was able to really like efficiently do it, and instead of just scrambling for weapons, I I knew where to get like the good weapons. Like I I actually didn't know this until this playthrough that if you go to where you kill a psycho, their weapons will be on the ground. Yep. So I used the clown's chainsaws quite a bit. They're like They're the best one of the best good. weapons in the game. Yeah. And also the um the cult leader sword and the does he have like a giant claymore? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the veteran's machete, who's in the uh, hardware store. I'm glad, I'm glad you faced him. I want to talk about him. Yeah, so, uh, man, you know, because we, there was an extra week, and I was actually a little bit early, it's not fresh in my mind anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was even looking, I have these notes that I made on my phone this time, and I say things like, this is cool, and what, she's a zombie, and where is everyone? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, in, in chronological sense, I think I'm saying the blonde woman is a zombie. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the only one I could think of that you're referring to. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I have these notes, but I don't know that they're that valuable. Um, that there is a fight. Okay, so where do we leave off? Last time. The last thing we talked about last time was the, the bomb stuff when it came to like story related stuff. Yes, so Carlito set up bombs in the basement and you had to disarm them. So... And getting and, and getting catching up to that part, like I said, I was more efficient. I actually rescued a lot more survivors, I think. So, well, I guess it, it doesn't say your level at the end in the in the breakdown, but it, the max level is like fifty, right? Yeah. It is so I think I was yeah. at like forty six or something. Damn. Like I was really. And you didn't like grind for it. that. I mean, what do you mean grind? Like I know the one way that I got to the highest level in that game was just running over zombies in the in the maintenance. Levels. I did. I did quite a bit of that. Well, mostly because I. I felt like I had experienced a lot of it, so I didn't want to, like, I don't know, like, if I was waiting for a case to occur, I was just like, okay, let me just do something. I'm so, mm. that's what I would do. But I wasn't really, like, trying to power level, necessarily. Um, but you get so many abilities, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I use them, and I don't know how much you're supposed to utilize There's them. a lot of not useful abilities, and there's some that are, like, stupidly good. Like, especially the... um. The one that lets you jump on top of zombies is, like, one of the best probably in the game. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I feel like I didn't really use that. Like, I would try to get on their head and then i maybe jump a few, but I would get, like, stuck or something. Or mm-hmm. the next time it would be too far away. Yeah, there's, like, 
there's a weird like invulnerable point where like you're invulnerable for like three seconds after you use the ability like you wouldn't know that unless you just like oh. knew the mechanics of the game where it's super useful like speedrunners use it but that's like the main one that everyone uses um and some of the uh i think you can use some of the abilities on like um survivors too not survivors but psychopaths oh really i think you can yes if i remember correctly oh i think so i towards the end i I definitely use like the jump kick and stuff yeah yeah um, that type of stuff like the martial artist things there's a there's a achievement to kill like some absurd amount of zombies with your bare hands Mm -hmm. but it takes like 10 hits or something crazy to kill one zombie it it might not 10 but like five it takes yeah it still takes a lot enough for it to be annoying annoying yeah because every other weapon kills in like one hit later in the game yeah um so uh you know catching up i what did i do differently this time i know that i i did the the clown again Mm -hmm. uh because i wanted the chainsaws and just because it's hard to not do him in that area. Yeah, like the, or else it messes with the entire area. Yeah, um, man, a lot of a lot of the times I would go to a place thinking that it would be a psychopath that I could fight, and then it would just be like a survivor that up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, I I did well. I did the veteran. So what do you want to say about him? I think it's interesting because I feel like he was. I'm trying to remember exactly what his like story was. I know he he had a story though compared to the other people who had very like generic things, but yeah. he had more of like emotional story. So um, he was suffering from PTSD. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, and that's um, why he was like, a, I don't know if he captured people and he was just like stringing up zombies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's weird because, it's not weird, but he's unique in the sense that I think he's one of the, the easiest psychopaths to empathize with in the entire game. Yeah. Because um, he actually, you feel bad for him when you kill him. Because, yeah. Because like he didn't, you know, he doesn't deserve. And he seems like a just normal guy when he's like lying on the ground. Yeah. So... Compared to, like, the other ones who die in the most obscene ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Chinese guy I ended up fighting. He was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just very... He's, like, an outlier for all the, the psychopaths, I felt like. I think that that's something that this game... It does that really well in that it's able to have different tones simultaneously. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that before. Yeah. I don't... I still don't understand how they do it. It's so weird because... You can have that funny, like, chainsaw clown that falls on the chainsaws after he dies and laughs while his stomach's getting torn apart. Mm-hmm. But you can also have this, like, real, like... War veteran who's gone crazy. He's gone crazy, and you're like, oh, man, like, that's rough, and I feel for that guy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it is it is very interesting. Um, you know, I'm looking at my breakdown. I feel like I saved a lot of people, but, like... <laughs> there's so many survivors. yeah there's more that aren't saved than there are saved yes, on the screen on that this, he's showing yeah, me right now it's maybe like a third ronald Michelle, yeah probably about Nathan. a third it's just crazy how many people there are to save and just just thinking about like there are runs where you save everyone right you can yeah you can save everyone in the entire game how hard is that it's you have to be like you can't miss anything obviously you have to be very quick and you have you have to be level 50 basically and you need to do that while completing the cases right yeah you need to everything is very specifically timed out it's um i think i did it on dead rising 2 before i I played that game in a perfect run because i i do like dead rising 2 it's just does Dead Rising 2 have the clock mechanic too? Yeah, it does. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Dead Ri- all the Dead Risings have a clock mechanic. Um, you can play, th- actually, I don't know if 4 does, but you can play 3 without it, but you can play it also with it. Um, but I feel like just 1's an overall better game than 2. But I did play it through. It is possible. I managed to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I like that they have these like bonus objectives that you can get, but if you really want to get all of them. In a lot of them, you'd have to like look up online, honestly. There are certain ones you don't get calls about. 
What? Really? Yeah, there's certain survivors that there's no notification of that they're I there. I know that. Yeah, there's like there's not many. There's maybe like five or so, but they're just completely hidden. That's still a lot. So, man, I don't know. Like, besides just recapping the story, I don't know what else we want to say about. Well, yeah, Dead it's Rising. interesting now because it's not like um. We got my initial impressions out of the way. Yeah, we got like the gameplay aspects that you like. I was as soon as I realized, you know, I feel like we don't have much to talk about when it comes to it because we talked so much. How did you feel about um overtime mode with the with the um the SWAT and stuff? I don't really know. Oh, SWAT, so I, but... I will I will get there because that is involved in like talking about the story. Yeah. But besides that, like replaying what I had already played again, even though I was doing that, it was still fun, and that's yeah. what I want to take away. I also made a note that um the step ladder is my favorite weapon. You, oh yeah, 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 yeah! It's yeah. so yeah. satisfying because it like collapses when you swing it, and mm-hmm. then just spring loads like zombies yep. to the other side of the room. I remember that. Oh, it's it's very fun, even though it's not the most powerful. But of course, but... it was just like so fun to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, when when you mentioned that, because I I thought that this was I don't know if I thought this was one where you crafted weapons, but it seemed like more possibly boring to me that you didn't craft weapons mm-hmm. but i still think it manages to keep the diversity and the weapons break often enough that it's not like you're not constantly using the same weapon yeah um i think one of the the main issues that came with crafting weapons is that there's no point in using the non-crafting weapons yeah at all like the the crafted weapons are just so much better in every way and some of them are like obscenely good like you can take in Dead Rising 2, you can take a flashlight and take jewelry, put them together, and you have a lightsaber. That's insane. And, like, it's stupidly good. Um, in Dead Rising 1, I think you get that um, versatility in items to use because you're just grabbing what's around you. You know what I just realized? And maybe you don't relate to this, but in Breath of the Wild, the weapon mechanic, dur- weapon durability mechanic is the same exact thing. Is it really? You pick up weapons and you'll find like an iron sword on the ground mm-hmm. and then you use it until it's flashing in the item menu bar and then it breaks. And, and it disappears. To... Yes. Oh, okay. That's cool. Which is controversial in Breath of the Wild because people don't like that. Even yeah. even the Master Sword has to recharge after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't break, but like you can't use it for... Oh, man. I'm I, I'm just considering like the, the connections between Breath of the Wild and Dead Rising and it's really interesting. I actually think Breath of the Wild would be cool with a time mechanic like this mm-hmm. because it is that open world and you can explore it as you like. But just like the idea of also having a time sensitive like, OK, I, where do I go now? Like, what do I want to do with my free time? Mm-hmm. I think it could be done more in video games. And I think people have so much uh I don't know, open world fatigue that it would actually be valuable. Like people would appreciate that. I think there is a time box. Yeah. Because it's it's just a unique mechanic. Not many games use it. Like what what other games do that? I don't know. Nothing. And it's funny because Dead Rising 4, um, I'm pretty sure dropped the time mechanic. I'm pretty sure it did. And a lot of people complained about that because it's it's part of what Dead Rising is as a game. It's like its identity. And I like that we're doing it for this podcast because this is about not having all the time to play video games and being mm. selective with your time. Oh, that's funny. That, that, that tie-in right there. I yeah. Mean, I didn't even catch that. So, like, just the idea of, oh my god, I, I talked about this on the last episode that we just recorded, and I just beat Red Dead 2, mm. 118 hours I played. That's a long time. Even uh, for a rock According star, to yeah. the Xbox tracking. I think. But even if you before. minus 40 hours from that, it's still a long time. And that's, I like, I don't feel like I was even 
being slow. Like a lot of the times I would go off and do hunting and I did all the side missions as they popped up. Mm. But that's insane. That's like such a long time. That is a long time, yeah. And I appreciated it. Mm -hmm. But like something like a dragon quest or something, like an RPG, or actually I'm playing Fire Emblem as well. Those games are so long. So just just the idea of <laughs> we're, we're so attached because pe people seem so obsessed with like, oh, like um, such and such game came out and it was only like four hours long. Like, why would I buy that? That's yeah. not valuable. So people are so uh, overcompensating by trying to pad their games out and make it like the longest experience possible. Mm -hmm. So the idea now of purposefully boxing your game is like it won't take more than eight hours to play yeah. each time because it's got a set timer yeah it's not would be an attractive proposition like to sell to mm -hmm. sell something so i think more games should do that and they would benefit from it not suffer i guarantee we'll see one that'll come out eventually that's gonna be a big hit that takes a lot of the um time constraints that dead rising uses it's gonna it's gonna eventually happen because i think it's an untapped it's untapped territory yeah or at least not untapped, but it's not tapped enough. Yeah. I'm thinking more about the Zelda Breath of the Wild comparison. And I wonder if like there I was wish a I'd played the game. conscious decision to like an inspiration from Dead Rising. Because Dead Rising was a Japanese game. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's sort of a shallow comparison just to say they're both Japanese. Um, I mean, but Japanese games take from each other. More yeah, than... well, all games take from each other, I guess. But yeah. just... It's like, so, I'm thinking about it and it's so similar. You go around and you pick up a stick off the ground and you hit someone with it five times and then it starts flashing mm. and then it breaks and then you have to find a different weapon to use. Yeah. So it's like, why why does it feel frustrating in Breath of the Wild but it doesn't feel frustrating in Dead Rising? I think there's such an ample amount of weapons in, in Dead, Dead Rising. Rising. Yeah. It's not an issue about scarcity whereas it's an issue about variety. Like, or, or like, what weapon do you want? Because I used a lot of hunting knives because they're all over the place. Yep. But I would save my chainsaws for the bosses because they do tons of damage and they're, like, overkill for the zombies, essentially. And I think also because... <laughs> actually, because it's time-boxed, you don't really... You know that you need to use up the good weapons. Otherwise, you won't use them. Mm -hmm. And the inventory slots is value... Actually, you upgrade your mine inventory slots to do that in Breath of the Wild, too whatever oh okay um but in breath of the wild it's an indefinite amount of time mm -hmm. so if you if you get like this really nice royal broadsword or something you keep thinking like oh i'll have a better opportunity to use it i'll have a better opportunity to use it i'll have a better opportunity to use it and then you never use it and that's the issue with breath of the wild it's a lot of issues with like skyrim and things like that where you get really yeah. good things and don't use them yeah exactly. like one use things but in in dead rising you know there's only 12 hours before the helicopter shows up i better use up this chainsaw that i fought so hard for yep because otherwise i'm not going to use it mm -hmm. so i think i think games are like afraid of of enforcing something like that a, a actual scarcity like time wise but it the design benefits from it so much because i never this this is a game where i never felt like oh shoot i can't use this now because blah 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 like, mm -hmm. It nails the economy of the items so well. I've never, I've never been like, oh shoot, I shouldn't have used that B right there because yep. I know there's going to be another B. That's you know? so interesting. I've never, um, I've watched a lot of analyses on this game, and I've never heard anyone bring up the idea of being able to use the weapons because you're, you know, on a time constraint. I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, and you don't, you don't feel bad about. At the same time, you don't feel bad about them breaking because you can go back and get them. Mm -hmm. 
which is interesting because it doesn't make like realistic sense, but it it's cool because it's like, oh, it, it, it encourages you to revisit different areas of the mall. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, just thinking about it, like I, a lot of me, and this is sort of like what we we're just talking about in the other episode with like how much of an author's intention is to be super metaphorical and whatever and have all these different meanings and how much of it is just incidental. Yep. And I wonder how much of this design was just like a happy accident where yep. they just stumbled upon this or how, because I don't want to, I don't want to not give them enough credit either because I think this is a feat of a game. Wow. Like really like think about it. What, where are the cracks in the facade? I don't see them. I, I don't know. Like when you, the, the, the only thing in playing this game that I can think of where I was like, this is stupid was mm-hmm. when there's a weapon on the ground next to the button to the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to and you have to press X to just keep dropping the weapon over and over again yep. until finally the elevator button prompts prompt pops up. So like this game is like so it's not a game that you would think of as being polished, but you don't need to think of it because it is so polished. Yeah, I've never thought that. You know, Dead Rising is a it's a very I don't want to say clean. That's not the word, but I guess I'm gonna use it like clean game. Like there's just. Even, there's nothing like like my taking... first interactions of jumping on things mm-hmm. on the roof. I was like, wow, like there's nothing, there's no awkward inter- animations here. Everything is accounted for, and maybe it's there's some simplicity there to allow for that. Mm-hmm. But like they don't, it doesn't take away from the game yeah. because it's simple. There's, it, I, oh man, I don't know. Just thinking about it, like this game is crazy how fleshed out it is. They they must, I I imagine they must have sacrificed mechanics for the sake of keeping it consistent. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's interesting to think about too is that the game came out very or not very far into the Xbox 360's life cycle. It, it you could look at it as almost a launch game. Yeah. It's very close to being one cuz I don't know the exact date it came out in 2006, but it came out less than a year probably after the Xbox 360 was released and it's still that polished. Yeah. And it, and it pushed the 360. Like, when people saw this game for the first time, they were like, holy crap, look at all these zombies on screen. Like, I can use <laughs> all these lot. weapons. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 quite... It's very impressive for its time. I and, I can't think of... Like, is, is Dead Rising, like, the Red Dead 2 of its time? Is that crazy? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I'm so, I'm so happy that, you know, you appreciate it. It sounds like you almost appreciate it more than me. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think I, after playing Metal Gear solid three which came out a year after or two years after two years this, before two years before this that game was about pushing boundaries and like it i don't know i guess it knew what it wanted to do but it's it's so difficult to play and appreciate now because of all of the disparate pieces of it mm-hmm. but dead island i mean sorry dead rising <laughs> is like a, it's a cohesive unit there's nothing out of place it's crazy there, I, I, I'm and like I'm boggled by. Do you it. think that the reason why nothing's out of place is because it has that time constraint on it? So there's not like you're you're constrained on what you're able to do. So it's easier to make sure that the things you can do are polished. Yeah, that's that's probably an excellent point because you, there's only a certain number of experiences, so they are able to cater to them. Mm-hmm. Like you're never gonna start in a different part of the mall. So they don't need to worry about like scaling yep. that different part. You're never going to. Yeah. And yeah. even then the game has no scaling. You're fighting the same things throughout the game besides the psychopaths. And it doesn't get boring, really. Yeah. I don't. And it's so weird that it doesn't get boring. You would think that a game where you're fighting the same enemies over and over again would get boring. And I think 
it's an issue that Dead Rising, the later Dead Rising games have come to because, you know, this is a fresh game for you. So yeah. obviously it's not boring yet. But if you played the next three in a row, you'd probably get bored of it. Um, and I don't know exactly what the way is to deal with that. Maybe it's just well, genre think, or series in fatigue. This, in this game, it helps because you always have that objective on the other side of a horde of zombies. So you have something that you're going to. Mm-hmm. The zombies are not, fighting the zombies is not like the goal of the game necessarily because the story is compelling enough. Yep. They're just an obstacle. Yes. Um, but in the later Dead Rising, it seems like the story isn't great or what? It's definitely not as compelling as the the one you played through. Yeah, so it, it doesn't, you know, a lot of the in. selling point was like, yeah, it's so fun to beat up zombies with like a chainsaw tied to a baseball bat. And if, you know, if hitting a zombie with a chainsaw tied to a baseball bat feels similar enough to hitting a zombie with a shovel that is on fire, then, you know, you're just going to get bored. I want to talk about a mechanic that I'm pretty sure I, I feel like I've played Dead Rising 2 and 3 or just 2 recently. And I feel like it dropped one of the things that makes hitting zombies <clears throat> specifically feel a lot more powerful in dead rising one i don't know if you noticed it um in one when you hit a zombie the game actually freezes for like a very very short period of time so everything feels super heavy when you hit zombies and i don't think that's in the other that's dead rising games the only other game that i can think of that does it that i've played there's probably a few games that have done it but super smash brothers ultimate does it if you hit a really powerful hit on someone the game will literally like freeze and it'll give you that 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 weight towards the hit, you know, and like that it's a very powerful hit. I was watching a, I don't know if it was like a short documentary video or something on Last of Us, and they were talking about the frames of animation for combat, and they were saying if they, if Joel, the main character, is punching someone in the face, and they use like all the fluid animations, it looks more fluid, but it feels less impactful mm-hmm. because you're seeing all the stages, and, and you know, in real life, if you see someone punch someone, and you're just like. It doesn't look like cool or impactful. It's just like, you know, of someone's fist hitting someone in the face, yep. you know, but if they, what they did was they took frames out of it. So it was like, all of a sudden the fist was in the face and your mind makes the connection anyway. So they don't need that frame. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's what you're talking about where they, they take frames out when there's an impact. So it's like, you're left with the same image. I don't know. Well, like the, the way that I can remember, it's very easy to see. Um, I'd love for you to like, even after we're done, just pop in the game, grab a sledgehammer and swing it in a big group of zombies. Maybe it's less noticeable on the PC because the higher frame rate. That may be why you didn't notice it. Oh. Um, but if you take if you take a sledgehammer and you do a big long swing, you can distinctly see the game slow down while you're doing it, while it hits all the zombies, because you're hitting like six in a row. And you'll you'll see it like kind of like stutter almost. Is that intentional? It's intentional, yeah. They they definitely put it in with the hits to make them feel more impactful because it does. That's Instead so of just smart. swinging through them. It, it makes you like sit there and he, like you feel it almost you see it with your eyes yeah rather than you just like swinging your arm around and then they just ragdoll and it doesn't do it with all the weapons either like if you use a katana something that you would um expect not to you know hit have a it's huge hit once. it just slices yeah. through them it, i'm pretty sure it does not do it That's it's so very it's with specific weapons wow yeah i mean this ga- it's I, a small little detail this game is just like so interesting to me mm-hmm. i i love that you gave me this game because even last week, or you know, last time we recorded three weeks ago, I I was like enjoying it, but I was just sort of like, yeah, whatever, it's just Dead Rising. But now I'm like, I'm a believer. I'm like a, a cult leader. I'm the cult. You see why people like um, I'm a psycho. Why people love it? It's it's a game that I think goes under the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, and I want I what I want to know, what I'm so curious about, but I 
I don't know. Like, what was the conversation about this game when it came out? I, that's, I knew you were going with that. Like, did people say like, oh, sweet zombie killing, like awesome. Or was it like, whoa, this is like a guys, like a good game. I think a lot of people saw it as, I don't want to say tech demo, but as a ki- showing what the 360 was capable of. I think the graphics were extremely good for the time. Um, mm-hmm. And the amount of people on screen was also very, was way higher than any other game that came out at the time. I think that over overrid or is it overrid or overrid overrid overwritten i don't know it doesn't really work with what i want to say anyway it overrid i'll say that um overrode overrode i I don't know i don't know what it sounds weird it overrode override past tense yes oh i i guess overrode i guess (laughs) anyway it overrode what people wanted like the the things that make the game so clean and polished so people weren't even thinking about that. They were just thinking about there's a lot of zombies on screen. Yeah, I think but it was I more didn't, the I didn't technology think about based. that really at all. Because it's not as impressive to us now. Yeah, that's so interesting because, you know, like if you think about the beautiful games of like the PS4 and Xbox One launch, mm-hmm. um, I think of like Killzone, the Killzone PS4 launch game, yep. which no one talks about now because it was just like a basic first person shooter. I don't know anything about it other than the fact that I know it exists. But I remember it looking pretty. Mm-hmm. And it looked way better than like PS3 games. Yep. So just the fact that this game was both like pushing the limits of the console and interesting and well designed is crazy. Yeah. So it must have been in development before the 360 was announced. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of I think we mentioned it way back when um, we first talked about the game in general. There's this guy um, who does a lot of videos about the beta of dead rising he managed to get like three different copies of different development um versions of the game and they're completely playable um whoa exactly yeah there's like i think the earliest they had was like a 1.5 beta or like a a 0.5 beta um made like a year and a half before the game came out and the game has a, a like a very different color um like very different color to it it's not as colorful it is now yeah the palette thank you that's the word i'm trying to think of um i haven't watched them all but there's a lot of things that they um, had to change about the game. And I highly recommend, you know, anyone who, especially you should definitely watch this. Yeah, that's super interesting. It's really cool that he managed to get all of this. And anyone who's interested in like the development cycles that games go through and how they change based yeah. on what they need to deliver to people, um, you should watch videos on this guy. I wish I could remember his name. It's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but what, if you what, look, what, look up Dead Rising words? Beta... Yeah, that, Dead and it would be, Beta. He's going to be the top views for all of it because that's what all his videos are about. Yeah, so... I mean, that's what's so impressive about this game. It comes off as if a cohesive vision executed to a T. Mm-hmm. But I doubt that's what it was like when it was developed. You know, like it was probably so much iteration and fine tuning. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I I guess we can we can go back to talking about the story then. Can I mention one thing too? Sure. About since we're talking about early development. Did you ever let the game sit on the main menu for a little bit? Yes, I watched. And the, you watched that cutscene. Cutscene. Yeah. That cutscene is actually that was the um, first cutscene ever made for the game, and that's why it has nothing to do with the game. I, would, I thought it was weird. Yeah. It, so, so the cutscene is a is a mother and daughter driving on the road. Yeah. And there's at night. There's zombies about. It's in it's in uh, Will Willamette or whatever. Yep. And they get into a car crash or the, they run out of gas or something. Yeah. And then there's like zombies attacking the car and she's like trying to keep them out of the car and everything. And the, and the daughter is screaming or like has a, has a head hat over her eyes. And 
it doesn't show anything but you get the impression that like the zombies just overwhelm them and eat them yeah and it's a completely different feel from anything or pretty much anything else in the game it's very emotional um and that is actually one of the early you know remnants of where they were going with the game it definitely was going to take on an even darker tone that's weird and they decided to keep it in the game and because they you know worked on it and they threw it in as maybe that isn't a true statement but that's what i've heard and that's what that guy who said that's the beta stuff he did a whole analysis on that um cutscene and he mentioned that you know it was the first cutscene they worked on in the game and (sighs) they kept it in because they liked it so much so they just left it in that way so you may not ever see it you know what's funny is that like tone you know how i mentioned early uh, last time that uh, i watched my brother play this yeah and I was like actually horrified of mm-hmm. this game. That the tone of that cutscene like more suits my childhood impression of it than yeah. it does like my because it looks like a horror game. Yeah, and it doesn't. The game doesn't really play though like a horror game at all. And I, I was never like creeped out throughout the entire yeah. game. The only thing, the only thing that's kind of creepy is when you're low level and it's nighttime and oh, like in the mall. That is a little zombies. creepy. Yeah, yeah, because it, you only have that little light around you. Oh, you know what I will say? What? Um, and I guess I don't know. We'll get. To, I can talk about it now. There, the instance after I get the chronologies, but I think it's after the Marines pulled out or something, mm-hmm. and all the zombies are dead. Oh yeah, you're in the just the you're walking through the mall with just a bunch of dead zombie bodies. Yep. And it's so creepy because it makes you remember that the zombies used to be people. Yeah. That's what it made me think of. Of like. I don't know. Like, I guess I was thinking of like mass shootings too. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it like does evoke that same a creepy aesthetic. Which I don't even think they would have considered, to be honest. Maybe though, I don't know. But like, it it left me with like this eerie feeling because it is an empty mall. Like, empty malls are creepy. Yeah, that's by themselves because you wouldn't expect you never see malls empty. So, so it's, an it's empty an... mall with a bunch of dead bodies lying around is super creepy to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just just the the difference in tone like you're so the the zombies become like your home just they're they're part of like the the air that you yeah, breathe yeah so just to walk through without any sound of zombies it yeah, was it's like silent. so creepy it's silent except you the music hear frank's footsteps and it's just like and you yeah. can hear the swat guys that's it yeah that's because they they run really fast don't they like you yeah. can hear their like it's yeah, it's very right. like specific um, that's so interesting because I forgot about that part of the game where there's no zombies and you just fight the, the SWAT people. Yeah, that really struck me, which was funny because you don't, when you're playing this game, you don't think about like, oh, there's zombies. You just think like, oh, there's generic monsters we need to fight through. Mm-hmm. But like the, the idea that these are people at the mall yep. really like sunk into my like brain at that point. Mm-hmm. Just, it's so, it's so interesting. Okay. So I go and I defuse the bombs. Um, this time I actually you know what you, you, your advice to me was like just make sure the car doesn't die <laughs> remember you said that yep and i was like what are you talking about it just blows up but i actually did it i kept it i kept the car alive oh you did okay so it wasn't the worst advice no but i think i was also just better at mm-hmm. navigating and and at, at playing the game so that helped and also using like the chainsaws and stuff to hit kill the bosses i got through the bosses so much faster yeah, the, the toy chainsaws are probably broken honestly they're a little too good to be fair like i didn't even know that different quality weapons affected how much damage you did to bosses i just assumed that like it took 12 hits or something no yeah the all the weapons have different damage values yeah so that's that is cool um well you know they're i don't even know that they are broken i don't know like well I, the, there's a thing that you can do with them that specifically makes them really stupidly broken if you get um you know how those magazines that increase durability 
Yes. Yeah, so the toy chainsaw falls into like three different categories because it being a toy, being a tool, and being like bladed. Weapon. Yeah, and if you get all three of those magazines, it lasts for like 500 hits or something ridiculous. That's what I did towards the end, not with the chainsaw, but with like the machete and maybe it was the chainsaw. I think I got the bladed weapons mm-hmm. magazine and I was just like all set. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. When but people, with all three, that's insane. Yeah. When people play through the game and I told you about the seven day survivor thing, we have to survive for seven days. That's one of the weapons they get. You kill him in the infinity mode um, and use his chainsaws because they're so good and they last yeah. for so long. Yeah. You never have to worry about getting weapons. And you get basically. two at a time. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Um, so let's see. Oh man, it's really hard to remember what happened now. Oh, you disarm the bombs and then what happens? Because I guess Oh yeah. So you uh you run down there and you fight Carlito, and after yep. you take out Carlito, then the agent, the black guy, whatever his name is, sorry. I can't remember his name. Um Oh Brad. Brad goes after him and he's like, You take care of the bombs, I'll take care of this guy. And then you get the cutscene after you disarm the bombs of him fighting brad in the warehouse downstairs mm-hmm. and then he they get into a fight or whatever and then he throws him into the dark room with all the zombies yep and brad just like oh crap and it just leaves you with that and i was just like oh my god like that's <laughs> that that was scary yeah just the idea of being locked in like a room full of zombies with nothing but your hands it's like what do you do you're done There's nothing you can do so i you might I don't know if you'd be impressed by this or if it would do this otherwise, but I saw that and I was like, I'm going to go down there, mm-hmm. even though the game wasn't telling me to. And I did see like him bleeding out against the wall mm-hmm. and I, I had to kill rest Yeah, the um, it's funny. It's not funny, but there's uh, achievements you can get for taking photos of the main characters after they turn into zombies. Like, it, oh, really? it, yeah, it's like a little secret thing you can do to go like go watch them turn into zombies. So, so it's like encouraged a tiny bit to go like see them. Is would they not say like you have to go check on Brad if I didn't do that? Yeah, it wouldn't say anything. Wow, that's cool. So yeah. I'm glad I I got that like experience. Then. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of that's sort of crappy though that they're just like I don't know where Brad is. <laughs> just like whatever, <laughs> we just leave, leave, him. leave him with the helicopter. All right. So after that, you go upstairs. Um, oh, that's right. You needed the password from Isabella. So do you fight? carlito again and get the locket from him i feel like there's multiple carlito fights um like at the very end of the game before overtime mode oh, i can't no, remember no, no. exactly I remember what it is you go and fight the chinese guy who oh, captured yeah. carlito and was gonna chop him up and this chinese guy was really into like cutting up cows and stuff which by the way is why they made the zombie virus don't forget yes oh yeah i the forgot it was the whole cattle yeah the cattle thing you forgot i think that's very important I probably just because I haven't played the game in a long time. Well, I don't know that it's important in like, oh yeah, Dead Rising, the game where they tried to make a bunch of cattle. (laughs) But I think it's important like from the developer's perspective, but Mm -hmm. I'll get back to that later. So you get the locket and then you go back to Isabella and she has this funny scene where she's like, oh, why are you showing me this? Oh, that's right. My mother used to say Mother Earth all the time. And that was the password to the laptop. So, well, she didn't say I don't even remember that part. She she said like some saying like, and she said it in Spanish, but I imagine something like, you know, we get mother earth protects us or something weird mm-hmm. um but i just think it's funny that like carlito's hint for her for the password was a locket of their parents she sees the locket of their parents and thinks oh yeah my mom used to say this thing yeah that's, that's like, what the password is <laughs> that's so like, like okay that's I mean, banking on so yeah. much random things to happen <laughs> like carlito probably should have just told him what the password was if he wanted her to know it um <laughs> 
Actually, I don't know if he did want her to know it. I, I don't remember if he was... Carlito's not like a... Com- I feel like I remember him distinctly being not like a pure antagonist. No, I mean... He, he well, is the a, antagonist, he's a, he's a for sure. Yeah, he's the antagonist, but he's not like... But his village inherent... in Mexico was obliterated yeah. by the testing like zombie virus. And then, apparently, they sent the marines in and just killed all the zombies, too. Yeah. Um, like, I remember he had, like, he, it was something you could empathize with him, which yeah. was that. I mean, it's really dark, which normally, like, a, a game like this, it would just be some, like, cartoon villain or something. Mm-hmm. So I do like that it has that. And it, it also has, like, this weird racial thing in that they're Mexican and you know, I don't know. I, I guess there's it, it It speaks to like this disrespect that I think Americans have for Mexico mm-hmm. and Mexican people, which is just like, why? I don't know. Like, why? Why even touch that subject in this game? It The fact that they do that is so interesting to me. I've never thought about that. I've never I've never taken into account their race. I mean, and why they why they chose it. Not that there's, there's nothing wrong with taking. I into think account. it had to be someone that wasn't American because otherwise you'd be like, Oh, they sent the Marine Corps or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's weird. That's interesting to think about. Um, but <laughs> I there's been a lot of discussion lately about like political games and like this is Modern Warfare isn't a political game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like this game, surprising to me, like as someone who just ants uh ancillarily, is that what I'm trying to say? I have no idea what that word means. That's not really right. Barely knew anything about Dead Rising. Mm-hmm. This is a very, very political game. I feel like I played it when I was younger, so I probably don't remember exactly (laughs) how political it was. It's like funny how political it is because it's such a crazy concept, but it's so political. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, this is something, this is something where I will say, this isn't my reading of the game. Like it is political because of, because of the subjects that it touches upon. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think you can have, you can't argue. You can't argue. You can, you can play and not think about politics and that's fine. But you can't argue that it's not a political game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, Okay, I guess we'll just continue with the story. So you now, now you need to go with Isabella. No, no. Then you go for the hel- to wait for the helicopter. Helicopter shows up, and <laughs> your awesome, reliable pilot shows up, and apparently there there was a zombie in the yeah, helicopter. Yeah, I never <laughs> understood that. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, what did a zombie crawl in while he was camped out with the binoculars? I, I guess? guess so. Yeah, that's... but it, it should show that. I I don't know. I it's don't very. Know. It seems very weird um that was the only thing where i was like okay like out of the whole story which by the way this is a game about zombies in a shopping mall in colorado that was the thing that i was like oh, okay i guess um but it, it it is a i think it maybe maybe we're so tired of the zombie medium now but i think it is a cool idea at like in itself that there's your rescue helicopters flying and arriving and then you see a zombie sneaking up on the pilot and then eating him it's just like, oh my god! It's like it was, all hope is lost. Yeah, it was so like unsatisfying. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, I sort of. That's even funnier too, because it's the perfect ending, and yeah. that's what happens on the perfect so ending. I got that, and I was like, oh crap! Did I mess something up? Like this is not a perfect ending at all. <laughs> yep. Um, and it it does the does it do the credits there? I don't remember. I don't think it I don't does. think it does because it's technically not the end of the game. Wait, no, it do- it does. It does because that's where that's when I got my um, breakdown, and it said it showed Frank as being dead <laughs> as like one of the characters. I was like, "What do you mean he's dead?" Like, I guess because he didn't make it out, but like, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. I was generally confused. Oh man! And then it continues, and it's like, "Oh, I guess you have to go meet up with Isabella." Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but before this, I guess it said that after the um, 
Marines start started coming in that Otis took all the survivors and stole a helicopter and left. Are you, do you know this? I don't remember that at all. But he, now it makes sense because you don't see them ever in overtime mode. He leaves a note and he's like, oh, by the way, I was a helicopter pilot this whole time. So I stole a helicopter. And I'm like, where do you steal a helicopter? Why the would only you say thing, that? The only thing I can think of where he stole that from is the SWAT people who show up. Like somehow I they guess? landed a helicopter yeah, on there. But like, what do you... What what is he, how is he stealing it? How is he fighting the SWAT <laughs> exactly. or like the army or military? Whatever yeah, they are. Yeah. So Odin... Otis just had a secret helicopter somewhere that he was planning on... St- and, and took, like, 80 people on yeah, it at once. exactly. So, I don't <laughs> Whatever. know. Whatever. I thought that was so funny that... I mean, your... They could have said, like, I don't know, they left in car. I don't know what they could have said, to be honest. They could have they said they all of, died or something. That would have been a better explanation. It would have made more sense. But that would have, like, robbed you of, like, why do I save anyone anyway? That's true. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know how he would get around that. I think they sort of wrote themselves into a corner there and they're just like, well, I guess he'll steal a helicopter. <laughs> um, but that, that is funny. I also like this idea that like, there's, there's an army, a military, well, whatever the Marines, I guess, or national guard, whatever mm-hmm. it is surrounding this mall, but no one is looking at the sky to see if, like helicopters flying over. Yep. Um, but that's like such a video gamey, like whatever, don't think about it thing. Um, so Frank is just on the helicopter pad like with on his knees just like completely yep. destroyed which can you imagine working that hard and then just and then losing the... all your hope right there and knowing <sighs> that otis left without you and you know what i was <laughs> I, something yeah otis left without you that's, <laughs> that's the other thing too like he could have left but i guess he was like well his helicopter will show up whatever <laughs> um i did have that black guy with the shotgun was it going to cause a revolt that's i remember that that's one of the survivor events that can happen yeah that's right um and I was like very concerned. I was, I just thought like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose all my survivors because of this dumb guy. But you just go in there and just talk to him, and he's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is not, I don't. Remember, nothing really comes from it. And then there's one thing where one of the women that I captured was bitten and infected, and uh, Frank was like, well, I mean, we have a medical lab person, medical technician who can probably help you. So she's like, okay, I guess. But then she has you get a gun later. And you bring her a gun. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to like kill herself or something. And then just another game of it. <laughs> so I, I don't know what. Like, I don't think they really tried to flush out the yeah, survivors. I mean, that's fine. But it it's it's just like funny. Oh, so you're on the helicopter pad. And then Isabella shows up. That's something that I was confused by, by the way. Because I knew that Isabella was still downstairs in the lab. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I had to go for the helicopter. So why wouldn't Frank tell Isabella like to go meet up with Isabella? Yeah. So I, I think I, I even texted you. I might have. I don't yeah, remember. you did. You did mention something. I forget. And I was exactly like, do I go about. with Isabella for when this helicopter shows up, or do I go to the helicopter pad? Because it seems like like a pretty crappy thing to do. Just be like, whatever, Isabella. Yeah, I told you to go helicopter, and that yeah. was good. Yeah, that was okay. Just making sure. Um, I think I even double checked on the internet. I was like, yeah. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. Well, that would suck. Too, yeah, exactly. Was like, I was oh, ending C or <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to screw you. I would be so mad. By the way, I was like. I mean, I, w- I wasn't nervous, but I was like, if I mess up now, like, this is it. I'm not playing it again. Yep. So, um, so yeah, Isabella shows up and she saves you. But I guess in the in the in that scene, Frank gets bit. Yeah, he gets bit. Like so, a zombie sneaks up on him. Okay. In his depression. And he just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just so over it. So then you go into the sequence of developing the cure. Which is overtime mode. It's the last 20, the extra 24 hours. Which I, I actually liked it a lot because it was sort of like, okay, this is your last interaction with the mall. Like, let's get you covering all the bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, fighting the Marines was really easy for me. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know. It seems like a weird, 
it's weird to have Frank the photojournalist like slicing up United States <laughs> Marines. Yeah. I, I said that like he was a war a war criminal at the end because yeah. he was just just dicing through people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean that's an interesting, t- but that that's one of the political things where they're like, like, and, and I don't think an American developed video game would have you killing U.S. Marines like defensively, not like in an edgy way or anything. Yeah, like, this is just it. Like that's just what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't do that. They'd have you kill generic terrorists, or mm-hmm. they'd have you kill like Nazis. They I've never even thought about that. Yeah. What other vi- what other mainstream video game has you killing U.S. Marines? Unless it's like deathmatch and you're playing as the other guy. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Well, I think the the one way that they can you know get away with it. I don't want to say get away with it because there's not. I mean, uh, it's weird. That's weird territory to say. There's nothing wrong with representing that, um, which I guess there isn't. Well, is, no. I mean, I mean. They they justify it in that like they're the Marines themselves. I mean, not the Marines themselves. Yeah, but, like, they're not the, evil the, people. The body of Marines in this universe were killing all the zombies and like and getting rid of people, the government secrets. Yeah. yeah, killing innocent people because they wanted to get rid of everything. And they were yeah, and they were Altrace. attacking Frank and the survivors. So it's, yeah, it's 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 not I like their defense. Yeah, it's not like they're um, innocent completely. Yeah, but I wonder. I wonder what the thoughts were of these Japanese developers making this. I mean, it's actually it's sort of like a Western game. If you think about it, like a third-person action game. Obviously, it's not Western because it wasn't made in the West. Yeah, but, but it takes um, a lot of Western influences. Yeah, so just the idea that they were like, okay, we're gonna do do this where now they're fighting Marines is sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I wonder if they gave it any second thought or whatever. Would you would you make that game today? I think it'd be people would definitely complain about it. People complain a lot. Well, yeah, people complain about everything, but I should say that it would get it would get news about it for sure when it comes to like, you know, gaming outlets would talk about it because probably actually not even gaming outlets, but like You think even Fox like News like Fox something. News would mention yeah. it? What's the last game that really did that besides Modern Warfare 2? That's the only other game I can think of that really... Oh, like No Russian? Yeah, No Russian, of course, is like the one that everyone talks about. <sighs> See... But that's even completely different because that is completely you are different. acting You're as a terrorist. playing as a terrorist, shooting civilians. Well, a fake terrorist. You're not playing as a terrorist. Oh, yeah. so there's like ways like they got around Posing it. as... Yeah. And you don't... And the objective isn't to kill people. That's the one thing that people use of why it was even allowed to be published because... On the side of your screen, it just says, you know, follow Makarov, which is the, the main character that you're following. Just follow his lead. It doesn't say kill anyone. <laughs> but then you have to kill the police, though, when they show up. So, like, That's they're trying. That's actually an interesting point, because we kill police all the time. So why am I talking about killing Marines? Yeah. You know? But I don't know. Something seems super, like, American more about Marines than about, like, than police. police. Yeah. Uh, but that's actually probably just, like, an incorrect assessment on my part. So. No, no. I don't know. I can't say that. I like it, it's weird that we we are so desensitized about killing police officers that aren't they are not bad guys at all in any sense of the word. Well, now I just thought about it. In Grand Theft Auto, you can kill the military. Yeah, that's true. Grand Theft yeah. Auto, you do. Kill Grand Theft Auto Five. Well, other Grand Theft Autos, you can. Too. I, okay, this is the difference though. In Grand Theft Auto, you are identified as like a bad person you're either a gangster or some criminal Mm -hmm. or whatever like no one is trying to say that you are the good guy yeah however frank west is like uh if not good neutral yeah photojournalist a journalist Mm -hmm. like journalists aren't supposed to be a killing yeah that all right that is that's a very interesting so the idea that there's an american journalist (laughs) he is freelance yep (laughs) and he's covered wars yeah i've covered wars you know (laughs) 
killing like u.s soldiers is just crazy that is yeah um but anyway i'm not going to stay on that point too long so you go and you develop the cure which involves getting items i was like so fast by the way but this is this is one issue that i have with the game is um it says you have 24 hours and you do but it doesn't tell you how many objectives you have within that 24 hour time frame it's like seven right it doesn't tell you that though no, so, so it tells you how many items you have to get. Okay, okay. But after you get all the items, you then have to get 10 bees. Oh, So imagine yeah. if you were just pissing around for 23 hours and you're like, okay, I'll go hand in all these items. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, I need 10 Yeah, bees. 10 bees in an hour, which is yeah. like two minutes. So it doesn't, I mean, that's one thing that I think the the time boxing like fails or falters at least mm-hmm. a little bit where... I, I guess I guess it's not that bad because you can actually get all the items in like an hour and a half mm-hmm. out of the twenty four hours. So it's I don't know. I, yeah, I think I think you by then you learn that like don't mess around and waste time if mm-hmm. you can help it. Yeah, I think I don't think you even need to wait all the time for that part of the game, right? Like you can finish it before twenty four hours. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's the part of the game that people speed run. That is the speed runnable part of the game. Really? Yeah, it's that's the overtime mode only. That's smart because it's like you choose the order in which to get the items and getting the bees is sort of random. Yeah. Although I'm sure they have like specific areas where they farm them. Yeah. I want to say the world record for it is like 19 minutes or something like that or 18 minutes doing that, that last final part in. It's like stupidly optimized. Good. Yeah. So yeah, um, you develop the cure and then I do like how like I brought her back all of the... Uh, supplies and then she was just like on her laptop and i was like well what the hell like why did i get you all this but then it transitions and like she has the whole thing set up which is cool i like that they use all of the items that you collect mm-hmm. and it seems like there's like a real palpable reason why she might need them which i'm not a medical technician so i don't know but we don't know the the, the fictional accuracy another thing I, th- I think i was sort of talking shit about medical technicians before where she was like i could help a medical technician about mm-hmm. like a medical thing but in this case it makes a lot of sense that like she would know about creating a uh but i still feel like biologists or like a microbiologist would make more sense as a profession than than like yeah a medical technician creating like a yeah like a bio yeah a cure like a chemical cure i guess it was a vaccine yeah yeah something like that yeah it would make more sense for but i wonder if they were like googling like who who comes up with vaccines and the answer is like i don't know maybe that's i don't know about it either write in if you're a medical technician computable podcast at gmail.com and let us know um (laughs) Anyway, so she develops it, and I like I like the idea that like you, they don't know how long it'll last. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a cool concept because something that like I'm sort of anxious about in general is the lack of uh, confidence in medicine in general. Where it's just like, hey, uh, I I have this like abstract pain in my lower abdomen, and the doctor would just be like, oh, I don't know, take some Tylenol and this antibiotic and. We'll see. Hopefully it doesn't turn into something awful. Yeah, like whatever, just get out of my office now. So it's just like this this idea where they they develop this, uh, well, not really cure, but you know, a treatment, and it's just like, well, you're not gonna die right now. But <laughs> yeah, we maybe, don't know about in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and and the so wait, they develop the cure, but they also create the perfume, like the I forget um, what the perfume does. I should have watched an ending playthrough. No, of this I mean game. it's fine. I know what it does. It it. Isn't it the queens? Doesn't it have something to do with it? It's like the 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 bee pheromones. 
Oh, because they don't like the queen. Okay, that's what it was. So you collect the queens, I think, both to develop the treatment and you end up using that them for the pheromone or yeah, something. Yeah, because they don't right? attack you or they don't attack Is- um, Isabel, right? Yes, so she has like this aura around her where if she walks into zombies, they just like ragdoll. Yeah, that's, that's what it so is. Yeah. funny. Like that's, fall over. I love how that's like their their representation of a perfume that like repels them. Is it literally like- It looks like she's a religious them. character. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually really cool. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that was fun. I, I thought it was interesting that, um, so before I brought all the bees back, I went through the park. First of all, the convicts respawns. Yeah, they do. I don't know why. That's weird. I think only in overtime mode they do too. Okay. Maybe it's just like to add something to overtime mode. Yeah. But, um, I killed them and it was fine. Uh, it's so funny how they're like so scary at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And then they're so that. easy and, later and on. even just like. Back to like how what I thought the game was like when I was a little kid watching my brother play compared to like I'm just like totally like not not even phased by anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just like whatever, this is fine. It's just just the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go through and then you see where the helicopter crashed. There's a hole in like the the clock mon- tower monument. Oh, clock yeah, it's tower. the clock tower. Um, but if I didn't do that before the bee thing and she was like well we have to escape what what would you do just like look around the mall i want to say it gives you a waypoint it tells you where to go oh really okay i'm pretty sure it does i don't think it makes you look because that could just that would be very annoying yeah well what, what was funny actually is there's this cut scene where frank looks down there and he's like oh man it looks like it might lead out but that's a lot of zombies and i, I was just thinking like oh i could totally own those zombies yeah yeah and then it, it lets you do it which is fun mm-hmm so you, you have this sequence then where you go down there and you're you're fighting the zombies and you are escorting Isabella. It's cool. It's I think it's interesting because she has that pheromone on her and you're escort. It's like a perfect. reversal of the escorting. Yes, perfect escorting mechanic. Yeah. Let them be invulnerable. Let them even help you. Yeah, they're fighting. like more powerful than you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're, she should probably be escorting you at yeah. that point. But yeah, like, I mean... <laughs> Something that I keep thinking back to is is the comparisons to Metal Gear, and I don't know, man. So I do want to talk about this. I I was listening to the Game Informer show, and they were talking about how one of like the, their their fan Facebook group had like a voting poll on top 100 games of all time, mm-hmm. or 50 or whatever. Yeah, and this was just user user submitted and voted. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the mechanics of it were, but they were they were just sort of like. On on the video on the Game Informer show, which is the journalists, not the fans themselves, they were talking about like, oh, take a guess as to what game is in the, what games are in the top ten, and they would go and they'd say like, oh, is Ocarina of Time on there? And they'd say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And someone would say like, oh, there's probably a Metal Gear on there, right? And he was like, yeah, there's Metal Gear, but which one is it? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I wonder what Met- I'm. I'm thinking like, well, probably like one or two, or like I don't know, maybe probably five because it's a fan thing and everyone's into the newest games, mm-hmm. and it's three. Wow, look Metal at that. Gear. Th- solid three is one of like this big facebook group's top five or something it was in like a very high it was like it was like six or three or something Mm -hmm. and they voted for metal gear solid three and i'm like what what is what is the gap between my interpretation (laughs) of this game and that is of all time I know. I, it's not. It's not like it's the first time I've ever heard it be held in very, very but, like, high regards. People love it so much. I feel like I must be missing something. You know what I mean? Like, what? I think it's because of the lack of having the internet to help you took away a little. It made it more frustrating for you. And but you know who also didn't have the internet to help them? Really? People who played it back yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> I right. mean, I guess the internet was. Yeah, the internet was around. I remember using the internet, but 
um i don't know it was just a different landscape back then too when it came your to your expectations were different and everything too i don't know i it's is, interesting. is it the best metal gear game would you say that i it's my favorite it is my full oh, oh, i love metal gear solid 2 as well i think it, it's the best playing metal gear solid game i think two, three plays better than two but two story is just ridiculous but my issue with it is how it plays you know you have to hold down the right bumper to aim and then press x and release it to shoot oh my god forever i don't know i feel i feel like i'm a madman like i need someone to explain to me if you are a metal gear solid 3 fan if you're in the overblood facebook group write in and explain to me like what it is about that game that you love and i would love to like because i've already told you what i love about it yeah you know the attention to detail and everything about it it's not about metal gear solid 3 so i won't get into it but i don't know but dead rising on the other hand like i love this game and what did it make the top 50 Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I don't, I, th- there's no... I doubt it. I, it wasn't in the top 10. I feel like that's a game that sh- deserves to be in there. But anyway. That's an interesting point, though, because it's not like a critical darling. I don't think people think about... It's a cult classic. It's not like critically acclaimed, though. But I think it's a better freaking game than Metal Gear Solid 3, mm-hmm. and I will stand by that. Like, it... it okay, so towards the end, you, you're escorting Isabella. It was very Last of Us, actually, because mm-hmm. you open up the gate for her, and then she runs through, and she opens the lever on the other side. Yep. Um, which I thought was funny, because, yeah, I guess I guess that's, like, a lot of different escort... Uh, I forgot what that... The, the, the one developed by... Oh, God. Shadow of the Colossus developers made this other game where, like, you're escorting a young girl. I was going to say Resident Evil 4 is, has a lot of similar... Resident Evil 4, but that came out after Dead Rising, right? No, came out a year before, 2005. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah. They're both... Wow. That's... Wait. Yeah, did, I know it came, came out, out before, but... Six. Yeah, Dead Rising came out in 2006. Resident Evil f- uh, 4 came out on the GameCube first in 2005. That seems more recent. Okay. So, um, that's super interesting. Because yeah. Dead Rising... I mean, Resident Evil 4 is also good. There's a little fun fact is that um, the Wii port of Dead Rising, which does exist, it's its its, its own entity. It's very weird takes the engine from resident evil 4 and puts it into dead rising like they reuse what? the engine for dead uh, for resident evil 4 it's resident really... evil 4 is very good on the wii yeah and so... they reuse that engine and there's like a bigger um emphasis on firearms in the they're dead both, rising they're both capcom huh yeah it's a very you should watch a video on That's dead rising weird. it's called <laughs> dead rising chop till you drop <laughs> and it's its own entity it's a, it's a very it's it takes a lot from the original game but it adds a lot of stuff like there's like zombie dogs in it and stuff it's it's weird is that i mean nothing more resident evil than zombie dogs yeah so is that a reference to shop till you drop yeah yeah shop till you drop okay i i feel like i want to talk about this now okay this game is very anti-consumerism to the point where i but it's in it's in an interesting way that i don't know that people even consider it when they play this game what do you mean by that like the whole thing, Brevin, you're fighting all these zombies in Midwestern America where everyone, all there is to do is spend time at the mall, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever thought about how messed up malls are in concept? Yes. Uh, did we talk about this before? We have not. We've not mentioned malls. The, the cool place for young kids to hang out is a place for them to just look at advertisements all day and buy and useless money. crap that they don't need. Yeah. So instead of like a park or like, I don't know. Anywhere else. Anywhere honestly. else. Everyone's like, oh, let's go hang out at the mall where we can buy things. A, a, something that should be a practical platform where it's like, oh, I need A. Let me go to the A store and buy A. 
But instead, it's like, oh, I'm just going to waffle around at the mall and absorb all of this information overload mm-hmm. and fall for like the consumerist agenda. I probably sound crazy at this point, but no, I see exactly where you're coming this from. This is, I, th- I think, I think placing this game in Midwestern America in a mall and having everyone be zombies in the mall is a very obvious like imagery to suggest that mall shoppers are like zombies and do not think for themselves and simply you know want to consume and consume and consume mm-hmm. hence eating brains that's such a good viewing of that and i want to i want to bring up something when you're done too. i want to make the argument this is not a good viewing this is the viewing mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the zombie plague was created to breed cows to feed the incessant hunger of the american people mm-hmm. and it turned into a plague that america released in mexico and then suppressed by sending in the marines and then hid all the information about it Mm -hmm. and then it happens in america because a mexican terrorist does it and they send the marines and they cover it up and i mean i we're jumping around now but i have quotes from the end of my phone oh i dropped it no you dropped it yeah remember that that that's a callback right there so when my phone (laughs) dropped all right oh oh, wait hold on this is my notes uh cover for me brevin He's looking through his notes. That's yeah, the opposite. <laughs> Please email us at <laughs> beautiful. That's all we talk about. So uh, one of the things that they mentioned in like the the white text at the end that they show at the bottom of the screen to like recap of what's going on. Due to modern, I wrote this in quotes. Well, the word modern. I don't mm-hmm. know if the rest of it's paraphrasing. Due to modern culture of news saturation, the Williamette incident faded into obscurity. <laughs> and I I read that with like that. That was modern 2006 news saturation. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine today? Oh, my God. But it's funny how well that holds up. Like, if there was a zombie breakout in a mall in the Midwest and 34,000 people died, like, okay, maybe that's a lot. If, the, like, yeah, I was going to say, that would not. <laughs> if, like, if, like, 1,200 people died, mm-hmm. right, it would be shocking and everyone would be like, oh, my everyone God. Everyone would be talking about it for a little zombies. bit. And then it would be like, you know, whatever. Like, what are you having for lunch today? You know? Yeah. It's or, true. you know... Donald Trump said a crazy thing on Twitter or whatever it is. And it's just like, there's, there's no stopping it. And I don't know, like this, this was a shot across the bow against America Mm -hmm. and like modern day America. And we, we, as the American people consumed this video game and just thought of it was like a wacky zombie game, you know, like there's a point I want to bring up. Um, have you heard of the movie Dawn of the Dead? Uh, 2004 specifically the remake yeah i I heard i haven't seen it it came out two years before this game did and it also takes place in a mall okay and a lot of i think i think a lot of people wouldn't have seen that view because this game got a lot of flack because a lot of people felt like it was just a copy straight up of dawn of the dead like they just took that entire environment oh that's so interesting a lot of people you know, shame the game because it didn't have an original environment. Like, it was just, like, a carbon copy of that. So, what was the tone of Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead... Oh, man. I, I, well, Dawn of the Dead's one of my favorite uh, zombie movies. And it it has, like, a comedic tone slightly to it. It's not, like, a full-fledged horror where, like, it's, like, very, like, dreadful. It's, it's dreadful. And, you know, there's a lot of terrible things that happen. But there's some funny parts to it. Um... Some parts that are almost, like, kind of campy as well, I would even say. Um, but the movie, you know, do you plan on watching it ever? Like, No. It has it has an ending where... I should watch it. 
it's a good movie i i think it's a great movie um the ending is like everyone just basically dies like it's not a good ending so is it in the mall is it in a mall because it's a populated place and that people are from it or is it it in the mall to suggest that people are zombies it doesn't start off on the mall it doesn't they say it starts off in like this 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 woman in a village i can't remember why she goes to the mall specifically um maybe it's like a safe haven or something like that um but there's a ton of different you know characters that are in the mall and they all and the zombies eventually end up getting in and whatnot and they have to escape on buses Mm. and they try to get away to like an island somewhere or whatnot but it's just something that came out and i think affected people's probably you know idea of the game because Dawn of the Dead came out two years before Dead Rising. You're mm-hmm. telling me that they decided to make it in a mall based on that movie when it came out. Two I'm not years saying before. I'm not saying that's why, but a lot of people were like, "This is like Dawn of the Dead." I think that's a mistake. I'm not saying that's what I ever thought. I never. I probably didn't even watch Dawn of I, the Dead when I was younger. I mean, maybe ah, it's too it's too ingrained into the identity of the game though. Mm-hmm. Can I can I read the final quote course, that yeah. it leaves you with? Yeah. Are you familiar? If can you think of like the final quote? No, I can't. I it is. Can't. <laughs> is it haunting? And yet he complained that his belly was not full. Okay, I do remember that. Yeah. So I I think it's it's not doing this game any service to suggest that it's just copying Dawn of the Dead. I think it has. A I don't want to say that I'm doing. I'm saying that I just wanted to offer that viewpoint of that. Yeah, I, I and that's valuable because I yeah. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I vaguely knew that, but I wouldn't have made that. Connection. You wouldn't have made the connection, yeah. So this is a very specific message that this game is trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I go back and forth though because then you mentioned that thing of the opening scene, and maybe they didn't even plan. I'm like the the video that that plays if you start menu touched. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't have anything to do with the mall, so yeah. maybe they did. But I, I mean, I'm impressed by how coherent the narrative is. Because then you, okay, so you escape with Isabella, and then you fight. You get on a jeep, and you have a sequence where you're shooting the tank of like the commander of yep. the Marines. Which, by the way, there's a cutscene where he like um, repels into the entrance plaza with a bunch of Marines, and I thought that I could like go there and fight him or something, mm-hmm. but I don't think you can. I yeah, I don't, just, I don't think you can either. So, his name is Brock, right? So I feel like I don't remember his name. Not important. So you um, end up fighting him, and you th- there is a very cool sequence. It, I mean, this is like Super Metal Gear, by the way. You think that the game ends. It doesn't end. You have a sequence of driving around on-rail shooter mm-hmm. trying to shoot like a tank. I mean, come on. Yeah, the game starts to get ridiculous. And then, you, and then you fight the general on top of the tank. Yep, in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm I mean... It is ridiculous, but it also is very similar to Metal Gear Solid yeah. 3, isn't it? Like, That's so weird. Yeah, I didn't even think weird? about that, yeah. that parallel. So I was That's I was so sort funny. of blown away. I was like, this is so weird how close this is to Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> After it being a game where you fight zombies in a mall, all of a sudden <laughs> I'm on top of a tank fighting this guy. And and that's when I started to use like the drop kicks, drop kicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I beat that on my first try, by the way. He's not that hard. But... Um, I didn't really have not to say that you know, beating him on the first try isn't bad. So yeah, thanks, Brevin. <laughs> I'm not a real gamer. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I beat him, and then what do you do? You you just leave in in a jeep or something? Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's really that's the end of the game. So I don't know. I think I think it would. So yeah, you end up fighting a, a, a general in hand to hand combat. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. That's very possible. But I think it's interesting to think about how, like, like this isn't a game like Metal Gear where they just throw out random lines like 
to capitalism or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that there's a bunch of different messages it seems like in, in Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. There's there's vaguely the single thread of like in, like arms races are bad, I guess, and you know it, I, I don't know. I don't even know, to be honest. Spies There's so much betray you and also like, oh boots, that's funny. <laughs> but in this game, like everything s- lines up to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, is am I crazy? No, I don't think so. I think it's. I you make, you're making me want to play through this game again. <laughs> you should. It's I, not even that long. No, it's not. And I and I would be starting from the. I've never played it on PC, so it'd be a fun experience. Um, and I want to see like if it's how I remember it when I played it when I was a lot younger. Another thing to think about is I bet you like people play it and then they a lot of the fun is replaying it afterwards and like doing different things. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're replaying it, you're just skipping those cutscenes anyway. So you're probably not even thinking about like anything that's going on. Yeah. But I feel like it's very much like making fun of Americans in such, such like a bullish way. It's not even obscure at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny to me. Like I, like they must just, if I was Japanese, I'd be like those stupid Americans. <laughs> like they don't even know what they're playing. I would love to hear, like, the people who developed the game. Like, that game would be a great game to have, um, like, a director cut of. Yeah. To yeah. hear, like, why they chose specific reasons why they did things. And, and you know, Kojima gets a lot of credit. But I th- I and I think this is a better a better game. I, I, I gotta say, like, I think this is a game that Kojima should be trying to make. Because... As fun as it is to like have movie references on the phone with this random hot American doctor lady, like, oh, that's fun. And like all the sexy posters, that doesn't that doesn't make a compelling experience or anything. It doesn't really add anything to the game. Yeah. I, I well this de- this definitely has like the sexy lady thing. Yeah, yeah, too, it does. But um I don't know. I, I just feel like it's more valuable to have a coherent vision and to deliver on it confidently than it is to just go for both technical prowess and also like movie references. I was gonna say, I think the reason why Kojima wouldn't make a game like this, um, it's 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 similar to something he would make, but it's missing like that pushing like the bar kind of thing to it because it's not. We know Dead Rising isn't it likes really to be pushing. Experimental. Yeah, it's missing. I mean, I, you could say the time well, the thing time is pretty thing experimental. Is, yeah. Um, but the general like gameplay isn't very experimental it's just solid it's extremely solid yes um Which and i think metal gear solid 3 it's not yeah it's not game. it's not quite solid um <laughs> that's funny that. i didn't even get it oh, okay. until now i just heard it. now i see it but um yeah i think that's why like if kojima did decide will metal gear um survive i don't know anything about but apparently it's awful although it wasn't made by kojima actually no, that was uh, that was afterwards but um, he's making death stranding which i don't know anything about i still haven't watched anything but i want to it sounds weird to me. I, I saw the first trailer and I was like, I don't know what this game's about, but it's got Kojima's name on it, so I'm interested. Yeah, it's... I mean, that is, like, super... Fr- well, from what I've seen, it's, like, very much a high concept. That's a political game where yeah. you're trying to deliver messages across the country and, like, bring people together. Mm-hmm. But I, I like... <laughs> I like Dead Rising because it, it's not advertising itself as a political game. It does... I don't... I mean, I highly doubt it was, like... You know what sucks? Like fat Americans eating hamburgers all day long. You should play Dead Rising, and I don't know. I I don't even know where I would go with that. Like, how do you how do you compress that into a trailer? 
You wouldn't. That game, I, I, I wish, I would love to watch a trailer on like what they were advertising. I'm assuming it would just be the technical prowess that they decided Number to do. Number of zombies on screen. Yeah, like and the, the graphics. Amount of weapons. Yeah, that would have been the big things. I remember the demo um, was a really popular demo back in the day. Um, you would start off right after you get out of the, um, what are they called? The maintenance tunnels upstairs, basically. Mm-hmm. And you're in the entrance, pl- no, not entrance plaza. I can't remember the starting one. Paradise Plaza, I think is what it is. That's where you start out. Okay. It's where the katana's on, yeah. the, on the awning. And that you're only limited to that area of the game, but like I remember playing that demo so much and being like wild by like how many zombies are on screen because you can't go anywhere else. Oh, okay. It, that that's demos are great, man. Um, one thing I do want to. Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, that's annoying. Did that have to do with? Um, damn it! What were you talking about? You want to go back? Okay. Well, I guess. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to talk about with Dead Rising? Any any questions for me? Would you recommend the game? Oh, it sounds like you would, yeah, but I, I have totally. to ask. I mean, I. I think it's so interesting, and I definitely would never have played this unless you recommended it to mm-hmm. me. So, and I know I was on the fence about playing it too. So, I'm could like, you imagine if you said no to this game? I can, and I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because you I wouldn't know. have known. So, I think it's unless you watched a playthrough of it one day. But no, that yeah. probably would have never happened. No, I wouldn't have. But it's so cool, and it it it's not a bad like you could. I I I would recommend this game. Just on the basis of like satisfying gameplay, mm-hmm. but then additionally, there's this aspect of the story that's interesting and this political angle that I think people don't really. I mean, I I don't want to sound like I'm like smart for noticing these things because no, I yeah, don't yeah. think that it's hard to notice, but mm-hmm. I feel like people, people don't talk about talk it. Talk about it, yeah. Um, so I sure as hell wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but that's just because. I don't do know. you even think about? You didn't even know that it was about cows or anything. Like, I I mean, when I played it through, probably back then, but it didn't. It didn't Resonate. maintain in my memory that yeah. that's what the game was actually about because I haven't played it since probably 2000, I think 2011 or 2010 on the uh, 360 is when I played it the last time. Yeah. And then I bought it on PC and never played it because that's what I do. Well, actually, this is this is a good game to recommend to people, even if you've already listened to this and you haven't played it. Like, I think it's fun to play. Yeah, it's I, it's a great game. Um, And I think if you if you want more of it, I'd recommend playing at least two. It's still fun. It just isn't. I don't even know that I want to play another one. Don't I, do it right I, after. I, I, well, Give it some time. No, I, even like, I Ever. think I'm content with like this Dead Rising experience because I. You might you might taint so, it. So so Dead Rising Two was developed by a different studio. Was it actually? Or is are you telling me that? Or are you asking? I me? thought so. I'm I, not actually sure to okay, be honest. Maybe not. But I know that the later ones were developed by Capcom and Montreal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or I don't know if two US was, one. but three I'm pretty sure was developed by different people, and four has to be because there's just. It loses all its identity in four, but yeah, but I feel like the identity is so succinct and like well, well executed that it would be weird to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know where the sequel even takes place? No, a casino, which is a cool idea for. That is a cool idea. Yeah, and it works really well. Um, three takes place in a um like a town basically, like it's oh, just, like I, I open just world. Assume that they were all in malls. No, and then four takes place in a mall, I think, but you can go outside of it. Four's weird because this is this is kind of off topic, but it takes place during Christmas time. Oh, and it's like weird to lock games into specific like, uh, like the division times. does that, and Batman Arkham Origins does that too. Mm-hmm. And it's like weird to play it like any other time besides Christmas. It came out, of course, you know, during the holiday season. That is weird, but it's, then there's like Christmas hats to wear and stuff, probably. Yeah, it's it's got like you know lights everywhere. It's just very Christmas. I don't know. Sometimes that's nice. That's uh, you know what I sort of like that. That you can go back and have that as like a Christmas game. My Christmas game is totally Fallout New Vegas because I got it for. I actually don't know if I got it. 
I think I got it for Christmas because it came out in like October and I had to wait for for like, you know, to get it for Christmas mm-hmm. when I was young. Um, but I know that like in subsequent years because of like Christmas vacation in high school or whatever, mm-hmm. might even be school. I would just, I would actually just play that game like full time, like more than full time, 15 hours a day, just nonstop. And it was, I, I would just lose myself in it. And it was just so, so fun. One of the games, it's, it's a really recent game too, that I always think about when, you know, winter rolls around is there was an expansion that came out for Forza Horizon 3 that was, um, completely only took place in the snow. And it was like the first venture into that type of terrain for a racing game like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, and like it's it's got snowmen everywhere and things like that. It's just so winter feeling, and it's just nice. I don't know. So my game that I brought up is not winter feeling at all. So that's funny. <laughs> it's like in the in the desert. Uh, oh, nuclear winter. Uh, yeah, yeah. What does he say? The whole uh, patrolling Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear, nuclear winter. winter yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, we're totally off topic now. But yeah, I mean, well, one thing that we wanted to talk about is like where would Dead Rising fit today? What do you mean? Like if you released this game today with modern like graphics and technology, like would it do well? And I think I think it would. It would do. OK, I think it would do well critically, but I don't know if it would sell well. I, it would get good reviews. I can guarantee that. Do you? I, I almost I, could guarantee I wonder it. if it would be like controversial, like. It probably would be with if the timing thing. That timing thing would be a very new mechanic if, you know, none of the other Dead Risings existed and it was a new thing now. I think people would definitely hate on it at first because it's just not like any other game does or does the uh, mechanic. You know, in in Breath of the Wild, when the day turns to night, the zo- the not the zombies, but the um mo- the moblins or whatever respawn. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think that there might have been more of a time mechanic than there than there is. I don't know. It's it's funny to think about. I I would love to know like what games did Dead Rising inspire? What's another game like? This is so off topic, but I figure I'll bring it up now. What's another game that like you can think of where time of the day affects gameplay by a lot? The one that I instantly thought of. I'll let you think for a bit, but I instantly thought of another one that came out after Dead Rising. Animal Crossing. That does okay. So I've never played Animal Crossing. So, <laughs> but that's like, I mean, that's a totally different game. That's like a sim mm-hmm. thing. Why? What were we thinking of? I'm thinking Minecraft. Oh, I mean, okay. So we're sort of in the same yeah. alley then. Where Minecraft's like a completely different game at night. Where where zombies spawn and everything. Yeah, I mean... And it's dangerous when compared to during the day. There's definitely a lot of like smaller scale zombie games. Like I think Zomboid does that, which I haven't looked so Oh, Project Zomboid? Project Zomboid. I played it a little bit. It's fun. Um. Oh, I, I've played... Um. What is this game? Darkwood or Dark Woods? I always mess up. The, is really... Um, it's a top-down sort of like Hotline Miami perspective mm-hmm. of you like in this creepy forest where there's these myth. I don't know what you call them, pigmen and stuff. Which monsters, kind of? Yeah, monsters that you you need to like fortify your house and like put wardrobes in front of the doors at night mm-hmm. and just stay in front of like your generator or whatever and make sure you have enough gas to last you the night. And they they will just try to invade and you just need to like beat them with baseball bats and they come to your house and it's so creepy i i would like to challenge you with this game but i'm like too scared to finish it <laughs> not really but i mean i i it's one of those games where like i i get tense playing it so it's not mm. enjoyable but it's funny i'm thinking of more more games are coming to my mind and they're all zombie games that have like a nighttime a scary yeah. thing like dying light is another one. Oh, dying light distinctly yeah. like nighttime you just don't go out in unless you're probably high level then it's fine 
But I remember being like, even so, I feel like it, you get messed up. Yeah, it's still scary because they're way faster and stuff. Yeah. I wonder if Dead Rising was like one of the first ones to really like use that mechanic of making nighttime more difficult. I can't think of any. It can't be. There's no way no one's ever thought of that mechanic beforehand. I don't know though. I mean, I I know that the day night cycle was like a novelty around that era. Mm-hmm. So maybe I mean, you don't you don't necessarily need like a 3d environment to use a day night cycle like that. yeah though. so oh, that's an interesting question I, I i love like through lines like that like the history of well i guess like world games mm-hmm. or like <laughs> looking at your watch <laughs> which i don't think i like ever did it after well i guess you bring it up to choose an objective no i was gonna say that's the only reason why i ever used it yeah um oh but did you know that that the watch is Mega Man brand Ah, that's funny. I'll bring up um, if you if you kill fifty three thousand zombies or like fifty three thousand five hundred forty six, whatever the exact population is of Willamette, there's an achievement for doing that. Oh, it's you have like to do it in one playthrough. Yeah, and you get a Mega Man blaster that is like completely broken as an item. It spawns yeah. in the uh, maintenance room. You have to do it in one play. You just you just drive around the entire playthrough. That's yeah. that's the only way you can. Do that's it. literally like the only way to do it without um, running out of time. But then you can't do the quests. But you, but it doesn't matter. You just have to finish the game with fifty three thousand kills, or you have to hit that mark, and then your next playthrough, you have the the Mega Man blaster, and it like one shots everything in the game. Oh, like the bosses, it'll like two shot, oh, and it has cool. three hundred shots. It's like you you basically need it to do. Um, actually, I don't know if you can use it in Infinity Mode, but um, it's very useful. You know, doing playthroughs of that game. Yeah, there's a lot of nuances that I would just never even know about that not play it. It would be fun, I think, to do a, a podcast episode where we play Infinity Mode together. But like recording us playing it? Yeah, I don't know. It would just be something. It would be a fun experience to talk about, especially because it's so unlike anything else. Like I told you, you have to survive for like 14 real hours in that <laughs> game. And it's like very specific how you do it. I mean, we could actually just like sort of like the PC build episode. We could just take a day and like every three hours, take a break and record a little bit. Yeah. It'd be a it'd be a long day though. That Fourteen hours fun. of playing. I I think we could do something like that where you just like do a thing, like have a task in a video game and something yeah. to think about. All right. I mean, this is it. I I don't want to. I think we've talked long enough. What are we at? One twenty. We're, we're an hour and a half. Yeah. So man, I feel like I've talked it to death, and we used up a lot of our energy in the first. Yeah, episode, I think that this episode was a little tamer, but it's, it's more it's more mellow. Um. We are going to take a break from recording for a while, but I think we are also going to take a break from the NPC non-player contract uh, formula for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not done with it because we just came up with that rule. Yeah, and I love last it. Episode. I um, think it's a, I think it's a great concept. But I think we need time, especially because it's like now actually approaching fall for us. So um, there's a lot of games that are coming out that we just want to play. Like I just, I just beat Red Dead Two, but Outer Worlds is coming I was gonna out. Say, yeah, and that one. And I then just, I want to play Red Dead Two when it comes out yes, soon on PC. I still want because I've still never played play it. it more. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about doing um, a little series, not really a series, but maybe an episode on Red Dead when I play it through for the first time, and you'll have played it through for. Well, I mean, the, it could be a, it could be a series too. I was it's a long enough game to do a series on. Yeah. So I I was trying to do some like uh competitive analysis mm-hmm. um and i was just googling like red dead and there's there were there are some podcasts that were hyping up red dead 2's release and they were like also episodes of them playing through it probably um but i i want to try to do like or i would be interested in doing like just a like as as you experience it just just slowly digesting the game because i feel like it's so much 
And when I when I first played it, I was totally overwhelmed. I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is cool. But I was also sort of like not able to comprehend what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's important. And like I said, I feel I feel like it's the most expensive piece of I made. It's got to be. It's like up there. The, that's for sure. The most man hours that has been contributed to a thing. And there's like three podcasts out there. About- I think it's because it's a new game too. like give it give it like another five years and there'll be tons of analysis videos on the message not the messages but you know the thing the things that make red dead a special game red dead 2 specifically i mean we'll see i i also think that we our our audience that we have is is pc focused and that with the launch of the pc version yeah um it would be nice to have like a podcast that coincides with that where like by the story thing yeah i'm so excited to play it so we'll we'll discuss it anyway uh this is it uh if you have any comments or if you played through dead rising and if you have an opinion maybe you think it's totally apolitical or whatever write in let us know at uh computable podcast at gmail.com we i respond to your emails i've gotten a few uh in as you've i've shared them with you mm-hmm. it's awesome to hear from uh, you guys. an australian listener that's yep. super cool um yeah so i mean it's just it's just nice to hear from everyone and like i like i said we have too awkward of a distance or uh, not distance because it's time but time between when we record and when we release the episode so like I'll, I'll get someone writing in about you know an episode we recorded a month and a half ago yeah exactly so i want to i want to just take a break from us for recording so we can play our own games um but also just so that there's less of a time gap between when you write in and when you talk about it on the show because I, I mean, maybe we could even have like a segment if we get enough people writing in to mm-hmm. just like mention some emails yeah to talk about things which is really cool or we can actually take your suggestions to heart too uh, but uh all right so this is this is it i'm tyler i'm brevin and this has been computable this has been this has been all right bye to start this time that does not sound as good when i start i'm just imagining what it would sound like <laughs> i'm brevin i'm tyler and this is no <laughs> tyler sounds so much okay. better to start with i don't know why all right